Hello podcasters, welcome to my little podcasting corner, from where I can join you in your podcasting adventures and from where I can share mine. This is Adventures in Podcasting. podcasters I am back with a solo show I won't keep you long I just wanted to check in because I've noticed that well when you have a guest you have a guest and my conversations are already they're quite well some are longer than others actually so I don't feel like I've got a lot to add on the topic after they've gone so I'd rather just keep those episodes tidy except for one of them which I will tell you about in a second just keep them focused completely on the guest but as these interviews are happening I am learning I continue to evolve my podcasting persona practice <laughs> and also this stuff going on in some of the other shows I'm doing that I would like to share with you so I am here on my own and it might feel a bit bitty this episode I've got a list of things that I would like to share with you so I will start with something that was happening during some of my recordings and it happened with two uh, different people on two consecutive dates and I think it had to do with the fact that a week ago we'd called the engineer to check our broadband in my home where I record. They said they were putting the line under watch or something like that for 10 days and we might have issues. So I think that's what it was unless it was something to do with Zencaster, but I think it's more likely to have been at my end. And what happened, which happened both on an interview that I don't think has been out by the time you are listening this, if you listen this near release date, and it was a conversation with Michelle Ong, who I was talking to, well, she was in Australia, I'm in London, and we had this three second, maybe a second and a half or two second delay between us, and it does jar. It does jar. It's been a while. I don't know, those of you who've been podcasting for long enough, you might remember that that you didn't used to be so unusual to have such a delay. But now, luckily, at least for me, some of the conversations I'm having on podcasts or online meetings, the connection tends to be quite good. And so to have quite a significant delay was strange with uh, with Michelle because I was in control of the conversation and it was very much a, a structured chat and it was very easy to see when she'd finished talking because she's very good at wrapping up her answers. We It was okay, I'll just need to edit it so that you don't feel it, the listeners. But in my pocket psych, where I co-host with Richard McKinnon, who drives the show, it was an issue. And we started recording and in that show, so my role is to just be the person listening for a lot of it. And then I ask a question, I offer an example. But really, the show is there for, for Richard to connect with his listeners and I offer some support. So we started and the delay really wasn't going to work because ours is more of a spontaneous show. As in, of course, we he has a very tight script. I've talked about this before in the show. But it does rely on me interrupting him and saying, hey, can you say that a bit more about that? Or, oh, yeah, I have. Or he'll stop and say, so be like what you think. And so in order to keep that spontaneous and fluid, that delay, it was a, bit, a big hindrance. So, so we stopped recording. Richard said, look, let's just stop this and start again. And so we did. 
So that's just something that I thought is is worth mentioning because sometimes sometimes tech issues are a big deal and sometimes they're not. And if we understand the nature of our show and the nature of the conversations we're having on our show, then I think we can adapt better to to the circumstances or decide well this is not going to work let's start again or whatever so that um that was one thing that i've been thinking on the other thing i'm thinking of is that a lot of guests and some uh, co-hosts do like to record with the cameras on and i've i've talked about this before i rant about this all the time because i much prefer not to have a camera and the reason for that is that I like to give my attention to the person who is talking. So if I'm talking to my co-host or especially if it's a guest, they have to have my full attention. But when you're podcasting, at least the way I do it, I've got notes to one side and sometimes my brain needs to be on other things for a couple of seconds, like the clock, <laughs> watching the clock, like making sure that the waves are still moving, like making sure we're still recording, like listening out to see if there are any noises. Or sometimes I even get caught up in the speech patterns of the guest and my brain does start to go and think, oh, am I going to have to edit this a lot or not? Or what? So this sometimes involves me not looking at the guest. It might involve scrolling through my iPad. If we're using links and stuff, like when I work with Maya, the co-host, I'll look through stuff. And so I've realized it causes me quite a bit of stress to have someone who can see me, who I want to be listening to 100%. And I don't want them to notice that I'm actually not there for them sometimes. So it causes me a little bit of stress. And I was really glad, and I can't remember now where I read it because I've been reading so many books lately. Ah, oh, yes, I remember. It's a book called You're Not Listening. And uh, the author quoted somebody who is in journalism who says that they prefer to have their cameras off when they're recording someone because one, for the reasons I've just told you, they don't want, they don't want to distract the other person. Also, they don't want to influence with their body language what the interviewee is saying. I found that very interesting because I've just realized how much I do that. If the camera is on, I will nod, I will smile to say to the guest, oh, yeah, you're on the right track or I'm agreeing with you. And it does have an influence on the guest. Sometimes it prompts them to carry on saying something, which is great. But sometimes it might prompt them to stop. I don't know that. So I think that this is a, for me, it's a good argument. It's, of course, we're confirmation bias where you look for stuff that confirms what you think already. But there's many guests and many people who think that everybody likes to record with their cameras on. And what I've uh, realized is that, so I used to ask guests to turn their cameras off back in the day when we recorded on Skype and you needed to turn the camera off or else the audio was not great. But that has had to change because I have noticed that some people do struggle. So now I always ask the guest before we start, do you want to record with your camera on or off? And a lot of them say on. And one of the reasons I do this was because again, that time when I used to always ask people to turn off their cameras, I noticed one with someone who I think she said, oh, it's going to be a bit weird or something, but she didn't make a big deal out of it. And then when we stopped recording and we turned the camera on, her speech just started to fly. 
It was animated in a way it hadn't been during the interview. I don't know, it just felt so different. And lately I realized, ah, I should have picked up. When she said, oh, okay, I should have picked up on the fact that this was going to be difficult for her. And indeed, and that was such a great lesson. And even just uh, with a recent guest, um, when I asked them if they wanted to keep the camera on or off, they said, yeah, leave it on because I really struggle with audio only. So again, not everyone is like us. And I have to say that, of course, we know that, but it's not until really it's in your face that you see it. So I prefer to record with the cameras off, but I will, for for the comfort of my guests, leave it on. Um, needless to say that we don't record the video. So that was interesting. So uh, one of the well, one of the guests actually that said, "Yeah, yeah, of course, we want a camera uh, on." Was a recent guest on Gastronostalgia, which is the show I have in Spanish with my friend Tomas, where we talk about food. That's the aim. The aim is to talk about food. <laughs> Within that, of course, we talk about lots of stuff, and some of it I'm sure is quite useful and for for. Uh, listeners but actually we just like to keep them company and uh, he was someone I went to school with so that was fun to catch up with someone that maybe I've seen I don't know over the last 20 years maybe I've seen him three times uh, but we we had we went to the same school when we were very little so it was uh, it was really nice actually and he he showed me how to um, make tofu that's crispy. I didn't know that. You basically have to dry the tofu, squish all the water out, and then, um, oh, I can't remember what else, but you put it in the oven and then it's it goes crispy like that. Probably had to put some sauce, a little bit of sauce on it before that. But I didn't know that. So I've learned lots of stuff. We're taking a break on that show during August. We are way ahead. I am recording on the... 5th of July and we've already done all, all of July for that show everything is recorded including this interview and the only thing we need to do is at the end of July Tomas and I record for 20 minutes we do an aperitif which is more of a relaxed conversation and then usually myself but sometimes he does it get the four episodes from the month stick them together one after the other and this month July is going to be about an hour and 40 so a huge episode Funnily enough, I thought that nobody was going to listen to those episodes, to the one hour. Let's say one hour. Normally, they're one hour ten. One month when we were, I think maybe I, I scheduled it for the evening instead of the morning, one of these big episodes. And Tomás got a, <laughs> a ping on his WhatsApp from one of our listeners, who is, of course, a friend of his, saying, where's my episode? I'm I'm always looking out for it because it's my commute time. And I wait for that episode because it's an hour long. I don't listen to the ones that are 11 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, because that's not enough for me. So I wait for the end of the month to get your full menu which is what it is, and listen to the whole thing. So you never know. Turns out, I just thought people would go, oh, well, I'll, I'll just listen to the single episodes. I'm not going to grab this big thing, but hey-ho. So uh, it really, really depends. You never you never know. And that's why it's so great to have listeners contact you. So listeners, if you do have something to say, p at adventuresinpodcasting.com. I would love to hear from you. Talking of co-hosts, I am so delighted to be able to share with you that I am relaunching Management Cafe with a co-host. His name is Tim Burgess. He lives in Australia 
And so we record at 12 o'clock. We've been batch recording at 12 o'clock midday, which is about nine o'clock for him in the evening or something. And uh, it's great. I've been wanting to do something with that show for ages. It still has downloads. This is the thing. Management Cafe has been around for, I think, four years, has 23 episodes, and it still gets downloads. And I think there's people subscribe to it because every now and then when I publish an episode, it gets immediate downloads. So I thought, oh, it's such a shame to have like people there who will listen to it. And again, I didn't want to do another solo show um, because I learn a lot more about stuff when I'm with other people. And I love working with co-hosts. So Tim is someone who I met through the 21st Century Work Life podcast. I met him in a community. I asked him onto the show. He was uh, the only person who's replaced Maya, the co-host, at some point when, when she couldn't do an episode. He's been involved in one of the series. Anyway, I do a lot of podcasting with him. I also do a lot of off-the-microphone conversations So I know that his view on management is very holistic. It's really about very people-centered. He has a very nurturing approach to management and leadership and business. And so I thought, this is a person that I could talk to, and I do talk to for ages about this kind of stuff. So he agreed to the show, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. What's really interesting is finding the format. So we haven't found the co-host dynamic yet. We've recorded about six episodes so far. We haven't released any. And so the dynamic is not there yet. But what we have found is a way of starting the show, which I hadn't thought of. These episodes, they're only around 20 minutes long. If we get to, and this was his suggestion, if we get to minute 15 and we see that we still have a lot to say, we'll find a place to stop the conversation and we'll take the conversation to the next episode. Of course, as we're recording, we'll carry on, but it'll be another episode. So the idea is that we're giving managers a break. Then we're giving them a 20-minute coffee break where they can just sit on their own. They can have a notepad or something similar if they want to, but they give us the responsibility to guide the thinking for those 20 minutes. We had a classic, hello and welcome to Management Cafe and all of that. And then at one point we were recording and and Tim was, uh, his chair was squeaking. And I said to him, oh, maybe try not to move your chair or try not to move your hands so much because you're rustling in front of the microphone. <laughs> and it was one of those moments of don't think of the pink elephant. Like once you've pointed something out, you're going to do it. The other person's going to do it. And I went straight into, yeah, it's like giving feedback. And then I brought the listener in. So we've changed the beginning so that we'll start talking about something and very early on just, oh, hello, listener. Oh, hello. You've come in the middle of our conversation. Take a seat. We're going to be talking for about 20 minutes. So why don't you join us? And now we have that kind of intro. So I like that. I like that it's very different. I like that it's a kind of intro that I couldn't do on my own. And I like that we're using the cafe as a way of people who pop into a conversation. We just happen to be talking about something. This is not a how-to show. It's not an instructional. We're not selling anything. I mean, the show is sponsored by Virtual Not Distant, but we don't name the company during the show. We just, it is purely a space to listen to someone talk about something that you're interested in. So I'm delighted with that. We shall see, we shall see how it goes. 
And then just two more things. So one of them has to do with a conversation that you haven't heard before, but I think I will talk talk about that. Uh, and the second thing is a little bit connected to that. So Michelle Ong and I were talking in her recording, which will come out, I think, it's the next episode after this one. We're talking about how sometimes podcasting can be the space for people to, to talk uh, and find a space that they haven't had before. So it's not just about giving the guests some a voice for the outside world, as uh, Bernie J. Mitchell was talking about in, in his interview. It's also about just finding the time for that person to just talk about something that they care about, usually, or that they're very passionate about, or that they're very interested in. But just the creation of that space, just saying to that person, it's okay, we're just going to talk about this for however long. It's not a presentation. Don't worry about this. I'm not going to judge you on it, blah, blah, blah. It's your space. How valuable that is, just as a thing on itself. And I'd never thought about that before I spoke to Michelle, that we're just creating that space, not just for the listener to stop and think and listen to something they enjoy, but to if we're having guests, to the guest, or actually for ourselves as hosts as well. I have many of these conversations in my head, but they're scattered thoughts, they go everywhere, and it's only when I come here behind the microphone that I have to put them together and release them. And to create that space for me to talk about podcasting is very important. When we bring guests in, we're doing the same with them. And funnily enough, I was uh, recording with Miriam Hatness, who we had, uh, she was on the show a few episodes ago, and I just recorded with her for facilitation stories because she's also a facilitator. And she just had gone through organizing a festival online and I brought him onto the podcast to talk about that and at the end of it she said yeah thanks for that because I hadn't thought about all these things before it's given me the space to reflect on what's happened and I thought you see <laughs> isn't that wonderful and then the uh, wonderful thing is uh, Melissa Aikenberry, who was on this show also. She, if you are following the show, she uh, she's recently just started behind the microphone after editing for six years, and she's co-hosting with someone um, who's uh, who's who's been for longer in in the space of the subject that they talk about remote teams, and she said how much the conversation on this show how much stuff it brought up. Why? Because somebody, me, gave her the space to say, okay, where am I as a podcaster? What am I thinking? What do I think about myself? And all she needed was that space. So I'm very grateful that Melissa told me this somewhere in LinkedIn. She's very active on LinkedIn. Melissa Aikenberry, follow her or connect with her. And I'm really glad that I am doing this show on podcasting. And I'm really glad that I made myself bring guests in. <laughs> because for me, it's so much easier just to do a solo show because you don't have to organize anything. You don't have to then have a little bit of nerves before the session, etc. But I am learning so, so much. So if you have something to say about podcasting, I would love to hear from you. Adventuresinpodcasting.com. You have a contact form there and I have an email address as well. P at adventuresinpodcasting.com and on Twitter, I'm in podcasting. I would love to hear from you. If you would like to guest on the show, I would love to hear from you as well. I have already had some um, pitches from PR agencies and people who are whose job it is to 
put other people on on podcasts and this is great that people are finding me and thinking okay yeah we can put someone here so I am very open at the moment to hearing from people who want to come and have a conversation on the show listeners thank you very much for listening have some wonderful adventures in podcasting that's it for today's thoughts and adventures in podcasting I would love to hear your thoughts. So if you want to get in touch, head over to adventuresinpodcasting.com. My name is Pilar Orti. Thank you for listening. Keep podcasting. Keep podcasting.